Hi friends, I'm Veronica, and this is All of the Things Podcast, where we are going to be discussing, you guessed it, all of the things on a mission to deepen our relationship with ourselves, finding our own individual truths and our own individual paths, and the courage and freedom to walk that. Thank you for joining me, and let's go. Hello friends, welcome back. It has been a hot minute. But let me tell you, it has been a it has been a season. It has been a season of challenge compounded by all of the current global stuff. And to be completely honest, I'm still deeply processing. But the one thing I have been able to do time and time again, and that I really wanted to jump on here and share about, is to pull myself out of my fear brain. And so I want to talk about the limits of our fear brain and why we need to learn how to turn it off or to just turn it down and how it really isn't serving a purpose, even though we're kind of conditioned to be fearful. Uh, When I say that, I just mean like instinctually as a survival mechanism, we have this uh, default setting that has us looking for danger all of the time. The difference being that like the OG function of that was very different to the world that we live in right now. Like that was talking about like real danger, like life or death danger. We had fears about our personalities, for example, like if people would like us and, you know, because we needed to be accepted by tribe because that's how things worked. People worked together and you needed to be in community in order to be protected and to share food and resources, etc. And then obviously, you know, physical fear, physical danger and stuff like that. But we didn't push that out to the extent that we push it to today. I mean, like we're having fear-based thoughts around so many different things and we're projecting so far in the future. Our old mechanism was very much in like the near future. Like we were living very much in the present moment and like the very close to present moment. And that's the danger that we were thinking about. But now we live in this trap of what ifs, could be's and hypotheticals that are so limiting to us because what we don't know, we don't know. And there are so many amazing things that, you know, come through challenging situations. Even if your worst case scenario were to come true, your fear brain doesn't have the capacity to imagine any of the good things that are going to come with that. And if you're so loyal to your fear brain and your fear brain's thinking that if that worst case scenario does come true, you have already imagined the scenario so many times in a very certain way that you might even be blind to those things when they're open and showing up for you. So I'm going to dial this all back a little bit and make a little bit more sense. So we again, live in this very 
deep attachment to controlling outcomes. And a big part of that is projecting potential disaster, fear-based stuff. I'm just going to give you a straight example. Um, I have my parents are visiting and they got stuck here a little bit longer than planned because of the whole COVID situation. And then my dad wasn't feeling well and they needed to get home. So they had to book a flight and that was causing me all kinds of grief because there are so many different scenarios that my mind was going through all these fear-based scenarios of like, you know, him being well or what was going to happen and what could potentially happen and the fact that I wasn't able to get on a plane and go home and I don't know when I'm going to see them again and 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 many different iterations of that and different compounding things on top of that of like I'm not going to be okay I'm not going to all of these different things And so these thoughts would literally just snatch me up in the middle of the day, in the middle of doing things. And so there's two reasons why you need to limit. I mean, there's many reasons, but there's two main reasons why I'm going to suggest that you, that you shut down that fear brain and recognize its limitations. So the first is that, again, I don't know what I don't know. So I'm living in this hyper fear scenario, this hyper fear state about the could be's and the maybe's and the most likely as far as my brain understands. But I don't know. I mean, for all I know, in a couple months, in a couple weeks, some miracle cure could be found, some who knows what could happen. And I will have spent any amount of time wasted being fearful. If I don't get to see them for a very long time, then I've added on to the misery by spending time that I'm actually with them, not being present and being fearful and thinking about projected future things that may or may not come true. So I'm wasting, I'm so worried about not having time with them, but I'm actually making that happen in that moment because I'm not being present. And I know that as like a a sort of smaller example of that, I was kind of in this headspace when I was leaving Austria. I lived in Austria for about seven years, and then we moved to Australia. And probably the last month that I was there, I spent just thinking about how I didn't know when I was going to come back and, you know, being anxious about the future in Australia and not knowing what was to come, but also really just wanting to get there and start my life, but at the same time wanting to enjoy Austria, but I'd spent so much time just in my head with all of these worries and thoughts and fears that I don't even remember that last month. Like it was just, it's just a blur where I didn't spend enjoying the place and making amazing memories. I just spent like a chicken with its head cut off running around living in the past, living in the future, but never settling in the present. So when you live in that fear-based mindset and when you're allowed, of course you're going to go there. I mean, that's only natural and there's nothing wrong with saying, okay, this could happen right 
that's all right. I think what we try to trick ourselves into thinking too is that if we prepare ourselves, if we mentally put ourselves there over and over again, that we'll have somehow given ourselves some sort of protection for if and when it actually happens. But that's not true for one, because we don't know how we're actually going to react. I have experienced in the past what I've really noticed that when shit does hit the fan, I'm actually much more capable than I believe I am when I'm imagining scary things. When I'm being anxious or worrying about something happening, I'm, you know, I feel it all over my body. I'm like literally anxious and heart palpitations and I'm feeling all of the shitty things. But when stuff actually happens, a lot of the times like your adrenaline kicks in and you rise to the occasion and, you know, or you're in it and that's completely fine, but there's no reason to be in it before it's actually happening. And so because our brains don't actually know the difference between reality or when we're imagining or worrying about things, it feels the same in our body. Our body is having that physical experience. And so you're actually guaranteeing the experience by even just imagining it. So of course the thoughts are going to come through your head. It's completely normal, but it's so powerful and so important to to just snap out of it as soon as you can and say, right, this thought, I've got the thought. I know that that can happen. Maybe I've made a mini plan like of what I might be able to do, but I'm not going to live in that scenario. I'm not going to run fire escape plans for all of these potential crazy outcomes in life when I don't know what resources are going to be available to me at the time, if and when it should happen. I don't know how I'm going to feel at that time. I don't know the exact details of what's going to happen, which could completely alter my game plan. So, I mean, I know this is a little bit different, but I think also about when I was preparing to go into labor with Noah and I had a vague idea of how I wanted the birth to go, but because I knew that I didn't know what was going to happen, that there were so many different variables, what I did mostly in like a meditation in preparation was I just prepared myself for feeling strong and in communion with my body. So I just imagined that whatever was happening, that I felt good, that I felt uh, taken care of, that I felt safe, that I felt my baby was safe. And that was the meditation that I was in constantly. I just imagined myself being feeling very powerful through it and not worrying about the ins and outs of whether or not I was going to have a vaginal birth or an assisted birth or an at-home birth or a, a water birth or whatever it was. Of course, I had a general outline of what I wanted to happen. But when I spent time actually in that headspace, it was all about empowerment. And so if you find yourself needing to go into an anal- analysis of, a f- of an outcome, I would recommend that you instead just imagine yourself being feeling supported and safe and um, maybe resourceful in that moment and strong. So I feel like I'm not even going to try and make sense today and, and, and go in, uh, in any sort of <laughs> structured flow. One thing that I was also telling 
talking to my mom about when we were talking about all these different scenarios and obviously dealing with the fact that we were both having these feelings was that what you don't know as well when you are living in that fear brain, what your fear brain, again, cannot imagine is the beauty that comes through life's trials and tribulations. uh, Glennon Doyle says so wonderfully, and it's one of my favorite things to remember that life is brutal. It's brutal and beautiful and often at the same time. And it's that, you know, gratitude attitude, I guess you could say, where you are looking for a silver lining. Now, I just want to interject and say that I don't believe that always looking for the positive or always thinking that things are all good or happy or, you know, dismissing the the reality and the grief and the pain and the dark and the shadow of life is a good way to live. But I do believe that having a general belief that with all darkness, there is light and not having to actively look for it or seek it out or force feed yourself gratitude in times of despair and grief, but to have a underlying belief system that the light will come and you'll be ready for it. And so you're not always going to find it in the moment, but maybe in looking back on it, you know, I mean, when we're going through a horrible breakup, we don't see the next person that we fall in love with. Uh, We don't see how it might be the best thing that's ever happened to us. That's what happens in hindsight. That's what never happens in your fear brain. We don't see the deepening of relationships through tragedy, through grief. Uh, I know sort of like an acquaintance that I, and I don't know the details, so I'm really just making my own story up here. But from what I understood or knew that this person didn't have a very good relationship with their father, but then their father got quite sick um, and is still dealing with like a long-term illness and from what I can see again on social media, and I'm just making an assumption here, but I believe that this is true in many situations. It looks like they have this beautiful relationship. And while of course it's not ideal to have, to have something, you know, sad or tragic happen in order for this beauty to come, it's not a matter of having to suffer to also have beauty. It's just a matter of simple, basic truth that life is brutal and that there is opportunity almost at all times to be in both. I think what also what fear, your fear brain does is it robs you of the humanity of troubled times. It robs you of your belief in yourself. As I've mentioned in podcasts before, you know, my, my biggest uh, passion right now is for teaching people how to come back into connection with themselves to, to, to deepen their relationship with themselves. And since doing that for myself, what I have found when I've come into those fear-based thoughts is that I, I know that I will be okay because I believe in my tenacity. I believe in my resourcefulness. I believe in my resilience. 
I believe in my faith. And I know that those things will carry me through anything. That doesn't mean that I'm going in fearless. That doesn't mean that I'm welcoming necessarily the darkness. But I know that, you know, storms come into our lives. And I know that I am prepared. And I believe in myself. I believe that I can come out of it. I believe that I will ask for help if I need it. And I think that that is something that kind of compounds our fear sometimes because we are afraid of a situation that might make us vulnerable. And I think as you do the work to come into better relationship with yourself, you don't feel as scared of that vulnerability or ashamed of that vulnerability. And that is something that, again, really difficult times, the beauty of a really difficult time, sometimes it's not, you know, this epic, beautiful outcome that you can share with everyone, but sometimes it's as simple as a moment where you are able to be completely vulnerable with someone else and having that tender, beautiful human experience. So, like I said, I'm still really deeply in it. It's so funny. I've got like notes and notes of wanting to talk about all these different things about the fear brain and, um, this was a couple of days ago and then things kept happening <laughs> and it was just such a beautiful reminder for me to keep coming back into practicing what I was attempting to preach and then putting this off in a way to feel like I needed to come out of the other side having effectively stayed away or like stayed out of letting my fear brain control it but I figured that was a fear in and of itself because there's nothing wrong with you knowing better and not being able to do better right away. It's a muscle as the, you know, the self-love muscle, the, whatever you want to call it, it is a muscle that needs to be practiced time and time and time again. And so I decided that I was just going to give myself this opportunity to share this with the world, whomever you are out there listening but to share it with myself again and to uh, very vocally, I guess, back myself to say, I actually believe in you. I believe that you are going to come out of this situation no matter what, that you're going to come out of it okay and that I won't allow the fear of something bad happening to stop this desire I have to share. And I won't let it be, be greater than my faith that life is life is life and that it is beautiful and that it is brutal and that it is that dichotomy that makes it so incredible. And I think we spend so much of our time fearing 
just life in and of itself. And I think that that's just really, really crazy because part of the biggest fear that we have is missing out on life. And then we miss out on life by fearing about missing out on life. I mean, like, again, when I say it out loud, when you actually turn the lights on and you call out this fear brain for the bullshitter that it is, for the troublemaking, like just shit disturbing (laughs) little voice that it is, it actually almost becomes comical that you think, what a silly little waste of time. Now that takes a minute. It takes a minute to get there. It takes a minute to, to come into relationship with that whatever voice you want to call it, the ego voice, the fear voice, the mean man, girl voice. But once you really start seeing it for what it is and realizing what a, you know, it's like the Wizard of Oz, that little guy behind the curtain, and you just go, oh, yeah, no, I don't have to listen to you anymore. And, and, um, I don't actually like, I don't actually think that you get to like, who said, who said that that fear gets the authority and and why do they have more say or sway than your hopeful heart? And so it's just about, again, switching over that control, letting your present self. It doesn't even have to be because, I mean, you don't necessarily want to even go into like the hyper opposite of that where you're again in this deep, faux, hopeful, uh, gratitude space. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have been definitely focusing on how grateful I am for so many of the things that have transpired and how there has been so much blessing and being very mindful of keeping the focus on the blessings. But the biggest exercise is to stay in the present moment because you can just as easily get lost in projecting a brighter future that is keeping you from being in the present moment just as much as when you're living in a fearful state. Obviously, it's more pleasant for your body and your nervous system and your memory box, um, but it definitely isn't as juicy as living in the present moment. So I'm going to wrap that up. I feel like this was very slow (laughs) and maybe all over the shop, but I hope that helps in some ways. I hope it helps you think about, or uh, I hope it helps trigger an awareness when you can get lost in your fear brain and that you can start calling out the BS and start bringing yourself back into the reality. And maybe the next podcast or a podcast coming up is all going to be about feeling the feelings and being okay in the feelings and how we spend a lot of time trying to avoid feelings like grief and sadness. And so, so much of our fear brain is very tricky because it, it tricks us into believing that it's doing some sort of protecting, but that 
we can actually get comfortable in the discomfort of life. And also, here's a little fun um, snippet of what's to come, also of the ways that we try and control our happiness too. So it's not just our sad feelings that we like to micromanage. We also really like to micromanage our happiness. And that's been a really interesting piece of awareness for me as well. So that's all coming up, friends. I promise I'll be back sooner than later. And if you're listening to this, it doesn't matter when, if you could send some, some love and light my way, I would be very grateful and welcoming to that. So thank you, friends, and have a beautiful day, night, morning, whatever. <laughs> Bye.